You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. The Therapy is a Christian podcast is all things mental health and Christ. We specifically talk about how mental health and God are merged together to foster growth, healing, and making mental health a normal conversation. I'm your host, Roz and Renee, and welcome to the show. Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Therapy as a Christian podcast. I'm your host, Rosalind Renee, and welcome to another episode this week. Hey, you guys. So as I promised, this is part two of the two-part series I talked to you about that I was going to be doing um, going into the new year, talking about how to find a therapist um, and what you need to kind of look for, um, or how do I know I need a therapist um, and how do I find one? So last week was part one where we talked about and went through a whole spiel on what do you need to kind of, what, what kind of things could be going on that would make you want to go see a therapist? And this week we're going to be talking about a whole bunch of different things. I have a whole bunch of tips for you and some resources. So if you're driving, do not pull out a pen and piece of paper, but if you are sitting idle, definitely pull out a pen and piece of paper or listen and come back and listen to the podcast and, um, Take some notes. I will have all the information for you in the show notes, all the websites, 
um, that I'm going to be throwing out to you. I did some research. I took a little bit of time to work on these notes for um, this specific episode. So I have a lot of different things that I believe are going to be helpful to you. And just kind of weighing the pros and the cons of different resources for different websites um, when looking for a therapist, some things to look for, some advice I have for you all, some things to look for on their profiles, what to expect in sessions, just a bunch of different things. So buckle up, get ready, because I am super excited to share all of this information with you. So first and foremost, um, I wanted to just kind of go into since I kind of talked about what kind of things might be going on that make may make you want to go seek out a therapist, I want to definitely start by saying your experience is completely your experience. Please don't take, you know, this podcast as law as like you have to, you know, do these things. Definitely go by what I say, take with a grain of salt and leave the rest on the table and use your judgment. Um, I definitely want to provide as much information and resources to you all as possible, but I definitely want you to go with your instinct, go with the Holy Spirit on, you know, where you want to go for your therapy experience, because I didn't really have anyone kind of tell me what I shouldn't, shouldn't, shouldn't do. I wish I did. Um, I think that would have saved me a lot of time, but I think, you know, one of the most important things is really when you're going to therapy, be ready. Um, make sure that it's something that you really want to do and commit to. It is an investment. You know, I have spent money going to therapy, but it was it has been far beyond what I could have ever imagined. The amount of money that I give is you know, I don't pay that much. I pay $40 a session. However, that's still a lot over a course of a year going almost every week to a therapist. I see it as such an investment to my life. Um, but I definitely want to say, you know, take this advice and use it for your life and definitely take what I say as, um, you know, use it for your experience. So I'm going to go through, um, some things first, but I definitely want to say when you're looking for a therapist and how to find one, pray. That's my biggest advice over all of this is pray. Invite God into your experience. Don't negate his value um, or just don't let the excitement overwhelm you to the point to where it's like you take God's ability to want to be so close to you out of it. Um, simply ask him and ask him to help you find someone that will be the right fit for you. My therapist ain't for everybody. And particularly she doesn't, she's not taking any more clients. So it's really hard for her to be there for everyone. But in saying that, I say, find someone that's going to be good for you. Um, everybody has a different experience and I promise you, when you invite God in, he will show you the way. He is so close to you and so available to want to help that I just think that it's important first to pray and then kind of um, go from there to lead you. Second thing I want to say is, you know, when you you may find one when you first go, like you may find a therapist go and it may not feel right to you. Don't give up. I'm going to tell you, I went to therapy four times 
before finding the right therapist. And not to say my previous experiences weren't right therapists. There were two in particular that were not were not right. But my first therapist, he was the one that basically kind of started me on my journey in this like self-awareness ability to kind of really deal with deal with all the stuff that I had going on. But I also think that because I was a student in um, grad school, I was going for free. Not saying that that's a bad thing, but my my level of investment wasn't as um, wasn't there. I was I would still go every week. But I guess I just never really kind of took it as seriously as I do now. My mindset was completely different. I was I was honestly desperate to go to therapy this time because I really wanted to see change happen. I hadn't had three therapists at that point. So for me, it was kind of like, girl, I need somebody before I honestly lose it. And like I told you on the previous podcast, homegirl was stressed. I was stressed out. So I, had, I was very desperate for someone good and someone that was going to help me. So I'm going to go through briefly my previous therapist therapy experiences to kind of tell you the reason why you don't want to give up is because it's almost like a relationship and I I don't know who I'm talking to. So I can, you know, if, if you've had trouble in relationships with people before, please don't take this as me saying like, don't don't give up on relationships really truly this is for you don't give up because you had one bad experience that's okay this is how you grow this is how you're you're doing this for you don't let this one bad therapy experience make you stop going to seek out someone um so my first experience was in grad school and I remember it was the month after I started grad school. I I remember I went to therapy because I was in the classroom with all my classmates and I was like, everybody's smarter than me. I'm having a hard time. I need to go seek out somebody. And that was my reasoning. Also on top of that, my, one of my professors, I'm, I'm, I went to school for social work. My master's is in social work. And we were um, in our clinic, one of our classes. And at that time, I said I wanted to be a therapist. And I think we were going through like some clinical practice stuff. And she said, every good therapist needs a therapist. And I was like, that is the most profound thing I've heard in my life. Maybe I should go to therapy because I clearly have some stuff going on. And I went. And I went from September 2014 until July of 2015. And I had a male. He was a black male, actually. And he was a a clinical... A doctoral, a, a clinical doctoral student. So he was doing like his internship hours at the counseling center at my school. I went for free because every student could go for free. And he counseled me for a year. And it was such a great experience. I was really surprised I even liked seeing a male because I am not very like vulnerable with men like that. In general, I'm not that much of a vulnerable person coming out of that praise God but I was like very surprised that I was as open with a male because usually I'm like I I connect with um females a lot in the sense of emotions and all that that I was very surprised that I was open with a male 
Um, and he was great. He really, really kind of started me on my journey with therapy. And I was just surprised that I was as open as I was with him. And the reason I stopped seeing him, actually, I probably would have continued my counseling with him was because he um, actually graduated and was moving to Nashville. And so he wasn't able to continue sessions with me. And so I was really sad about that because I felt like even the time when he left, we really had gotten to a point where I was like, kind of becoming very open with a lot of stuff. He was Christian too. So I did bring a lot of some of my beliefs into our sessions. And he really kind of used that as a way to kind of help me navigate through some of my feelings. But I also will say that some of the problems that I I felt like I didn't get over was because I do believe that there was some things that he wasn't as experienced in. Um, I do think, again, my investment and uh, not to take away from the experience because it did help me a ton. It just, I was in a different space at 24 than I was at 27. So my second experience, um, I only saw this lady for a short time. It was after I had saw him, I kind of went through a whole semester and I was like, okay, well, I think I'm okay. But then I was kind of about to graduate and I was getting that real, oh my God, what am I about to do with my life feeling? So I had started, I went back to the counseling center at my school and I saw this lady. She was an African-American woman um, and I saw her for a short period of time. I only saw her for maybe about a month, uh, maybe about a little bit of a month and a half. And it was probably between February and March of 2016. And the reason I saw her for a short period of time was I didn't really connect with her. There was something like she didn't seem very empathetic. Um, She kind of came off as if like a lot of what I was describing wasn't really that serious. So I felt like because I was really struggling with what am I about to do with my life? She was like, okay, I mean, every, you know, every graduate is going to feel that way about you know, graduating. It's okay. Kind of just not really like meeting me where I was. Um, And a part of that, I I do believe was, you know, me going through a transition. But I also felt like I had issues with like the perception of what I thought was success, which I addressed later in my current, um, with my current therapist, that it made me very anxious to think about what am I doing with my life. And so I felt like I wanted her to dig deep in with me with that, but I didn't really get that connection. I didn't feel comfortable with her. It was really hard for me to feel like I could open up because everything was very um, matter of fact. It wasn't like she was really helping me with what I was feeling and what I was doing. Um or what I was saying to her. So I didn't really see her that long. My third experience, and y'all, this is why I said don't give up. Uh, My third experience, I actually saw um, a woman. This was when I was working. So I couldn't remember exactly when I saw her. I know it had to be sometime the end of 2016, beginning of 2017. I only saw this lady two times. This is the reason why Um, I actually saw her through my insurance at the time I was working in Arkansas, but I lived in Tennessee. So 
my insurance was very, very limited in Tennessee. I, could, I didn't want to go to Arkansas because there was not really, first of all, I only lived in Tennessee over the bridge. So the drive across the bridge to Arkansas was on maybe five minutes from my house. However, to go somewhere else for therapy in Arkansas meant I was going to have to drive to Arkan- throughout Arkansas to find someone. I didn't really want to do that. So I saw somebody through my insurance in Tennessee, which was really hard to find somebody that was credentialed. Um, I was able to take my insurance in Tennessee. When I finally did find somebody was this one lady. She was the only one that came up on the specialist specialist list. And so I went to see her. It was actually at this um, Christian counseling um it was like this Christian counseling um, place. And so when I went, I, of course, did all the information. And child, the first session, she basically talked about the fact that her child, her daughter was getting married. She was about to go on vacation. She was had just graduated with some type of doctor degree, did her dissertation, all this kind of stuff. We, we talked about her half the time. We didn't really even get to me. Like I, I wanted to, I, I wanted to know about her, but it was kind of like this overbearing, like girl. Oh yeah, I have so many things going on. Oh my gosh, I'm about to go on vacation. Like girl, it. it when we finally did get to me, my time, my hour time was up with her. We didn't really talk through a lot of what was going on. And usually, the first session, you're not really addressing issues you're just gathering information but we spent a lot of the time talking about her uh, she got distracted often she got up and left out the room and like changed the thermostat a couple of times it was just not it just wasn't a good first session I wasn't I didn't so that didn't make me comfortable it didn't make me feel and not to say getting up to change the thermostat is bad but it was just like this constant movement she kept having to check her phone. It, it just wasn't, it wasn't a good first session. And I, so it made it hard for me to feel like, okay, am I going to get the full time with her? It just wasn't good. So also the second time I saw her, the reason I saw her the second time was because she said that she makes her clients do a timeline of their whole lives. So she basically does this as a way to, gather information from them about um, their lives and like all the things that have happened. So you basically go from like your earliest memory all the way up to now. You write out a timeline of all the events in your life. And then she makes you also do, if I can remember correctly, it was like an assessment online of it's like a happiness scale or something like that. So she makes you come back in and come sit on the computer and then you do the timeline. So that was the second time I saw her. And so I did the happiness scale and then I did the timeline and then you set up another appointment after that. And that's when you really get into the session. The reason I even canceled was because my insurance got messed up and it was just a long process. But even with me doing the timeline and the happiness scale or whatever I did on the online, I can't remember what it was. It just was like, girl, this is team too much for me. Now, I'm not saying this for everybody, but that was team too much for me. I didn't feel like I was really connecting with my therapist. I didn't feel like I could really tell you about my life. It was just more so about like, okay, I need you to finish this so that I can get all the information to be able to help you. 
but it didn't feel personable. It didn't feel like, okay, what's really going on with you? It's like more so, I felt like it was more so, okay, are you just going to kind of look at my life timeline and just kind of see what things have happened to me as a way to ask me questions, but more so have a conversation with me to be able to address the symptoms of what are happening now and then kind of go from there. I didn't feel that with her. Um, and so I, I'm not saying that seeing people of other races is a bad thing. I know people who have other have therapists of other races who love their therapists. I'm not saying that everyone is skilled differently, but I just didn't feel that connection with this lady and it just turned me off. So it really turned me off and going to see a therapist because I was just like, at this point, I have tried three different times and I don't really feel comfortable But when I was going through all that stuff with my transition, I was like, let me just try this again. So that's when I sought out my fourth therapist and I love her. I will probably always have her. She always talks about terminating with me, like like discontinuing uh, services. And I'm always like, girl, let me let you know now that probably won't happen. Okay, moving on. So... I just want to say um, I'm going to go through all of the different resources that you can utilize. And so this is why I was saying you can't give up because your first experience may be the best experience. Your second one may be the best. Your third or fourth may be the best. You got to find what works for you. So the best advice I would say in finding a therapist is word of mouth referrals are super helpful especially if you know the therapist was helpful to someone else be comfortable with asking that person questions like how are they helpful is their style straightforward or empathetic are they a therapist that's you know really gets to the point of what's happening with you empathetic in the sense do they really meet you where you are do they listen even ask them if they're willing to share what were some of the things that they struggled with personally and how did the therapist help? Um, when I talk about therapy, people tell me all the time, like, wow, you break it down to where it doesn't seem so intimidating. Do you have friends that have gone to therapists that you see a physical change or you see a mental change in them? Um, every therapist is different and every therapist is not for everyone. I tell people all the time, even for me as a therapist, I'm not for everyone. Um, Now, I will say this. I'm not clinically licensed yet. However, I do see kids um, under the supervision of another clinical social worker. My style with my kids is not for everyone. I'm very, very nurturing. Um, So, again, I say this. Every therapist isn't for everyone. If you want someone that's straightforward, that was something I was looking for. I wanted a therapist that was very straightforward with me but also could really hear me out. I needed someone that was very strong in themselves that could really point out to me because I know that I can BS and I will BS if I'm able to. I needed somebody to see way past that to say, no, you need to address this and be okay with my resistance. Be okay if I try to avoid and call me out on it. That was what I needed. Um, I need that in friends. I need that in a partner. My husband is very straightforward. I need somebody to call me out because I'm very strong in myself. 
So I need somebody that's going to like tell me how it is. You may not want that. You may want someone that's very empathetic. If you've been through something traumatic, you may want someone that's really, really going to meet you where you are and hear you out on how you feel with things. But also be very willing to tell you, you know, where you're wrong in. So, again, every therapist isn't for everyone, but you may get a better um, sense of somebody being good for you based on word of mouth. Um, I refer people to my therapist all the time, but there's also other therapists that I know that are just as good that I refer to to people all the time. So if you want some suggestions, um, definitely send me an email, therapyasachristian at gmail.com or um, find me on Instagram and send me a DM at Rosalind Renee. That's R-O-S-L-Y-N-R-E-N-E. And I definitely can, you know, offer some recommendations if you live in Memphis. So... Um, just some recommendations too for other things that you can do if you if you don't have word of mouth. Um, your job, your job may offer an EAP program, which is an employee assistance program, where a therapist they're usually on contract. Um, check with your HR person to see if that's an option because you may be able to go see a therapist during work hours. EAP programs are great if you want to kind of get like short-term therapy. They're also amazing with like once you um, have met your quota, referring you out to people just to kind of get your feet wet. Um, A pro with that is EAP was created for the purpose of assisting employees and may have such problems that impact their work. So it may be an option where if you want to see a therapist, but you don't basically have the funds, sometimes jobs will pay for a certain amount of um, sessions for free. So I would definitely send an email or contact your HR person to see if your job or company has an employee assistance program or EAP. Um, the con with going to see an EAP program is that they're short term, but like I said, they can refer to other therapists. They may, um, they overall may do assessments where they may ask specific questions on like things that you might be going through to help you um, seek out a therapist. They're awesome in helping you seek out one that may be outside of the company. And again, like I said, because they're short term, your job may only offer a certain amount of sessions for free. I think the shortest I've heard is like four sessions free, but you can get, I think I've even heard like go up to eight for free. Like my job offers up to four sessions for free. So that's always a plus if you just want to kind of get in, see if that's something you want to do and then go from there. Um, the second uh, resource I have is, and again, with these resources, I'm going to offer some pros and cons, but These two that I'm going to name are the two that I always tell people. EAP programs are great. And then openpathcollective.org. Openpathcollective.org is a nonprofit organization where they house licensed therapists all over the country um, on this one website. On this website, you're able to find a therapist and see them between $30 to $50 a session. This uh, website is actually the website I found my therapist on. I went on, typed in my zip code, found a therapist, called them, um, and I was able to set up an appointment fairly quickly. Now, I will say this. My therapist normally charges between 100 to $120 a session. I pay her 
and I get excellent therapy from her. Now, I will say this, you will have to pay a one-time fee of $50 to join Open Path, but afterwards, you're pretty much good. Um, and the reason why I say I have gotten excellent therapy from her is because I, my therapist is over 10 years experience. I think she even has like over 15, close to 15 years of experience. And her profile and immediately popped out to me. Um, our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. And the good thing I like about Open Path Collective is that there are therapists all over the country. So it's not just limited to where I live, which is in Memphis. There, um, there, but I will say a con to this website is that there's only a number of therapists and it may be limited based on your area. So like for Memphis, there isn't that big of a pool of therapists, but in Atlanta, which is like a metropolitan city, there's a, a larger pool of therapists. So you may have problems finding like a good, good therapist if you can, but that's always an option if you're looking for a cheaper route um, that you can do as well. Also, insurance. Insurance is another one. You can always go through your insurance. Your insurance may require a copay, um, but there may be an option if you have that. One of the cons with insurances, and this is what my experience was, but I do know that this isn't a con. Um, actually, I'll say that one first. So one of my friends that's in a success circle I have, she actually was able to go through her insurance and get 20 sessions for free. So that's amazing for one, because 20 sessions for free through your insurance where they pay for it is phenomenal. For me, I had to pay a $50 copay with through my insurance that I went through when I was in Arkansas. Then maybe because I was in a different state, who knows? Definitely call your insurance company or look up a therapist. Um, I'll, t- I'll kind of tell you what to how you can look up um, a therapist that's under your insurance in a moment. But the only thing I'm, I personally don't like about insurances is that some insurances may not let you go for long periods of time. Once you cap on your premium you, or, or the amount of money they'll be willing to pay out, you may not get to see that therapist for a long period of time. Um, but that, of course, can be you can also talk to your therapist when you see them and say, hey, if my insurance caps What's your sliding scale fee that I could be able to see you for? That's always an option. Um, Copays can be just as expensive, um, but if your therapist offers a sliding scale fee, some there most therapists who take insurances do because even for them going through insurance companies to get 
their money back can be strenuous. And so a lot of them may offer sliding scale fees. So I would definitely ask, hey, if I start seeing you with my insurance, if that caps off, how much are you willing? How much do you charge after that? Um, And that's also an option. So that's partially why I went through open pass because I knew I could pay a cheaper fee and I didn't I never had to worry about using my insurance up. But you can definitely talk to your therapist about that. Um, and if you have an amazing insurance company, you probably can still get um, a pretty great therapist um, through your insurance where you don't have to pay anything. Another resource is therapyforblackgirls.com. I found this actually when I was, I can't remember how did I stumble upon Therapy for Black Girls, but it's a woman, um, Dr. Joy, and she does a, has a podcast. Amazing. I talked about her podcast actually in the last episode when I was talking about the super woman cape, but she has a online resource for um, African-American therapists that are amazing. And she has literally a network of therapists that you can look up in your city and find their information, find their websites, their phone numbers to give them a call and schedule an appointment. Now, I will say on her website, it doesn't list um, their fees, but I think you can read their profile and kind of find their specialties. And of course, I always this is and I always say this for every single um for every single resource, you can always copy the name and look it up on Psychology Today, uh, which is the next resource, because Psychology Today houses majority, if not all therapists, unless the therapist has their own personal website. But majority of therapists are listed on Psychology Today and you can look up their information, their phone numbers. Um, I always recommend people when I re- recommend them to open path, if you can't find because I think through Open Path, you email the therapist or you can call a 1-800 number. I always tell people when you find a therapist on Open Path or Therapy for Black Girls, copy their name, put their information into Psychology Today, and it'll give you their address, the the phone number, where their office is located. And that's an easy way to get in contact, contact with them very quickly. So this is going to lead me to my last resource again, which is psychologytoday.com. This is kind of where I'm going to go through kind of when you're looking through profiles and all this time. So you can do that through all of these, but definitely um, psychology today gives gives a little bit, it has more of a um, functionality that's really able to filter through a lot of different things. Um, So with psychology today, it's a website that houses majority, not all therapists that you can find a base in your area. The one thing that I do love about psychology today is the ability to be able to find all of their um, demographic information, like their phone number. They have pictures of the therapist. Open Path has it too, as well as therapyforblackgirls.com has pictures of the therapist. So you can actually see what they look like. Uh, many of the therapists will also put what they charge on the website or if they only take a certain insurance. So with Psychology Today, if you're one of the people that wants to do insurance, you can see what type of insurance they take on there. You know, pretty much the therapist can keep that up to date. That's up to them to keep up to date, but pretty much it is up to date. 
So some of the things that I would definitely recommend looking on the profiles is the specialties. Um, Specifically with the specialties, you can really be able to point out what I think they can only pick up to three specialties. Um, The credentials doesn't really matter. You can pick a LCSW, LPC, uh, licensed marriage and family therapist. To me, that doesn't really matter. Um, I think it's it's just your preference. Um, we're all trained in therapy. I would say the same, but I think, um, the specialties is what's really important. So on psychology today, they can pick like, um, premarital is a specialty. Premarital or premarital is a specialty. Um, wait, Marital and premarital is a specialty. Anxiety, family conflicts, coping skills, um, interpersonal relationships, um, gender issues. Um, tons of different things can be a specialty. And then under the specialties are the issues. So like when I say specialties, these are the things that they specifically are trained to do very well in. So like I looked at my therapist and she actually is... She specializes in coping skills, trauma and PTSD and grief. So if you are looking for somebody that's specific to trauma or grief, you can filter based on that preference or that specialty. It gives you the option to do that on the sidebar. Um, Also, when reading the profile, you know, Oh, another thing that I saw, which was really interesting, was I looked up another therapist random um, and I saw that life transitions was a specialty. And those are things that you can pick out um, as different things that you might be struggling with. And you can pick that out as a specialty and filter and play with it a little bit. Another thing is reading their profile. If their profile pops out to you, some therapists are better than most in detailing what their good at or what their specialty is to kind of pop out to the client. But if you read it and it really hits home with you, if you look at that picture, I mean, not to say a picture can tell you much, but if you know you're specific in wanting a certain race and you want an African-American, hey, that's a way you can see that too. Um, That can be something, but really read what they're saying. And if it hits home with you, then hey, go for it. I know, like, like I said, my therapist, what popped out to me was she said Christ Center therapy was one of the things that she was um she was willing to offer. Christ Center counseling is available if requested and applicable was one of the things that was on hers. Um also if you want a therapist for your child, you can you can filter based on teenager or you can find what their um um, what they're good, what they specialize in related to teenagers. So like if it's something that if you're not to, I hate to say this, but like if your child was molested and you want them to get a therapist, TFCBT is an amazing therapy model that, I mean, um, a therapy that's specific to trauma. And you can read that on a, a profile, not to get too clinical because I am kind of describing, but you want something that's going to pop out to you. So look at the specialties, look at the certain issues that are related under the specialty. If that pops out to you, Um, then you can also even look under client focus. So the profile can list client focus, 
There's ethnicity under there. There's a re, uh, religious orientation. If you want to look for someone specific to a specific religion, Psychology Today has a section that says religious orientation, and it has Christian. Christian is one of them. Um, it'll list out the ages, um, and then it'll go into treatment approach. I mean, that's very if you're if you're someone that has researched. Let's say you've researched depression and want to, and you found that a treatment for depression is CBT, which is cognitive behavioral therapy. And you're like, I want to find a cognitive behavioral therapist that helps with depression. Types of therapy is also listed under um, profiles as well. And you can filter based on a therapist that only does CBT. So like I said, I'm getting really technical with you guys, but these are all of the things that you can look for in the profiles. You may or may not find this helpful, but that's what's there. And then modality is also one which that'll tell you whether they see individuals, couples, family, um, all of those things. So going back to just the, um, hold on one second, I'm going to pull my notes back up because I lost it on my computer. Okay. Um, Again, they talk about cost. So like I said, really look at the profile and see what pops out to you. Um, The Christ and the therapy was all she had to say and I was sold. But if something else pops out to you, picture wise, just let God lead you. And, you know, even take it as taking, uh, make a couple of appointments. And I don't say spend all your money, but make a couple of appointments with the therapist Try them out, really kind of see, go a couple times and see if it's something that's for you. You're testing the waters and that's okay. Okay, so after you've made your appointment with your therapist and you finally get to the appointment, girl, first of all, pat on the back. Second of all, what to expect in sessions. So you want to make sure, again, first session, you're not going to... I'm going to tell you now, first session, first two sessions usually are just information gathering for the therapist. You probably not going to have this um, aha moment, but you may really get to delve into some things um, in the first couple of sessions. That was like, I think about the third session, me and my therapist were already talking about my past <laughs> because, you know, you can build a connection where you feel so vulnerable with them. So I will say this, make sure you know that within the first session, you're really just their information gathering from you. Um, They probably will assess your symptoms. So they may ask you questions like, tell me what's going on. What kind of things have you been feeling? I know I remember the first session with my therapist, the current one. She and I went through a um, questionnaire where she asked me to rate some symptoms from one to four, four being the highest, one or zero being the lowest. So one was like irritability, lack of sleep, loss of appetite, feelings of hopelessness, feelings of worthiness. Um, And we rated those. And she was able to gather from me like where my symptoms were. So that way, months from now, once we kind of reassessed where my symptoms were, she could see if I improved or if I was still feeling the same way to kind of readjust my plan. So usually the first couple of sessions is like assessing your symptoms and kind of creating a plan of action for what you all are going to address. Also during this time, really kind of look to see, um, again, like I described with my third therapist, 
make sure your therapist has good boundaries. Um, but this is also a way where you can ask questions on kind of, you know, saying I've never been to therapy before. I don't really know what to expect. Open up about those things. Not to say that they shouldn't talk about themselves, uh, because I think um, some type of sharing about the therapist sharing some types of things are important. But I don't really know. To be honest with you, I've been with my therapist for a year. I don't know too much about her personal life. She'll say things here and there like I know she likes to run. Um, Girl, I don't know a lot of stuff about her, but I do know I do know like she works um, from home. She has a job. She works from home. Um, Girl, I don't know that much about her. But when I say that, I'm still very comfortable with her. She shares enough for me to feel like. I know enough to be able to be comfortable with you. I don't need to know your whole life for you to be professional with me to offer me a good service, if that makes sense. Uh, Now, I don't know how that may be for every therapist. And I'm not saying them sharing things isn't important. Um, I do know like my therapist is from another country. She um, has worked in lots of different areas related to clinical practice so I say that to say, like, having good, prof- your therapist having good professional boundaries is important. Also, having limited distractions is important. You don't want your time to there to be wasted, um, just kind of them being distracted. You want to get the fullness of your time. I will say this. If I go over my time, my therapist is going to charge me. So she takes her time very seriously because time is money. I know I remember one time uh, I called her actually and I was really upset about something and this doesn't happen often I really I think I've only called her this one time and I think we had a 20 minute conversation she was like okay I'm just gonna let you know that because we went over on our time on this phone call um because I think she's like courtesy 15 minutes I'm gonna have to charge you and I'm like girl okay that's fine because I understand like you took extra time to spend with me my time is important with you, but you want to make sure your therapist values your time. Um, and like I said, you want to feel comfortable. It's a relationship. It may take time. Eventually, you you may not be comfortable in the beginning. It may feel really awkward talking to someone you absolutely have no idea or know. Um, but eventually, you'll get comfortable enough to really share some things. I share some stuff with my therapist that I don't tell people because I want to say how I really feel because a lot of times what I'm really feeling isn't true. Um, it may be true in my head, but it may be a lie from the enemy. It may be a lie I've told myself and she can kind of sift it through to see if it's true or not. And really like tell me like, that's not really the reality right now. Um, she's met my husband because he, me and him had a session together. So she kind of knows me enough to where now she can say, you and I have done this much work together. Um, I know what, I kind of know where you're at when it comes to your cycles and different things like that. So on and so forth. Okay. So I'm going to shift gears a little bit. Um, I'm going to talk to y'all really quickly about Now that you've gone to therapy or you found a therapist in sessions, I'm going to offer you some tips throughout the process of going to therapy. Because in finding a therapist and going, that's that's a good thing. But I want to offer you some tips in just kind of throughout this process, what it might look like and to not be intimidated by it. I want to be your 
sister friend real quick. So first things first, go to God. Do not, and I, and I say this with such a open heart to you, go to God throughout this process. Your therapist is not going to be with you every single day. And although that hour or that time you spend with them is very, very impactful, you need to be able to have something to go to when you don't have that person. I went to my therapist every week for a long time. I think we cut down to every other week, maybe about two or three, two months ago, I think. I went to her every week. I don't think I, like I said, I think I maybe canceled two sessions with her throughout this whole year. But throughout the time, I really, really went to God because there was some rooted things that I did not know I was dealing with. And all the time, too, y'all, when I went to her, I was like three months away from getting married. I had just got married. It was I also just went through a lot of painful things. I had to cut off relationships with people. I cut off social media for a long time. This was also in between the time my mom was sick, which I haven't talked about on this podcast. Um, My mom was diagnosed with cancer a month before I found out I was um, a month before I got married. We found out she had cancer. So it was such a hard time for me. And so I went to God a lot throughout this process. I also want to say, um, if you can, you don't, this doesn't have to be, you have to do this, but start therapy with a friend. Um, maybe you and a friend go see the same therapist, or maybe you have a supportive friend that you can talk to after sessions to kind of process some things with them. Because not to say like, You have to do that every single time, but you want to have support um, because it is very hard. And some days you are not going to want to continue to go. You're going to want to give up. You're going to want to say, girl, I'm canceling this session because you're not going to feel up to it. Sometimes you're not going to feel like going. I had a friend that I talked to often who went who's who's going to therapy too. she went to a different therapist. We bounced ideas all the time off each other, especially about our sessions. But there were some times where I didn't talk to anybody about what I was going through. I only talked to the Lord. And that was for me to do because I felt like I could, I needed, I needed to be able to get close to God again. And I needed to be able to do that. So if you can start with a friend um, that creates, you know, just a circle of trust, but it also helps in just you being able to support each other and kind of process some things with them. I also recommend journaling. Journaling was my saving grace throughout the process. Um, I was able actually, I recently went back and journaled, uh, went back through my journals and read a lot of different things that I was experiencing, which was really interesting. Um, at the time I was, I remember writing about how I felt so unsuccessful and now I'm just like, wow, my thoughts then were completely different from where they are now. And so journaling throughout the process, I feel like is super, super important. So I definitely recommend journaling, but also taking your journal with you. Uh, reason being, which goes into my next point is you need to do the homework. Your therapist may give you homework to do, Do the work, y'all. Don't feel like 
this is going to be, you just go and talk about it and you don't do the work, but like really do the work they're giving you. Um, I told my therapist, I like homework. She gave me homework all the time. She gives me homework all the time. But it gives me, it forces me to reflect. It forces me to do the work throughout the week that we talk about. But it also just gives me a space to know that I'm gathering, I'm really doing something. I'm really planting um, into my ground for myself. Um, the next thing is don't give up when it's hard. It's going to be challenging. It's going to challenge your mindset so much. I, I describe all the time, like I wanted to give up all the time. Like there was a point when I, I think I described this in my reflection podcast where I said at one point she and I had been talking about the same thing for two months. And I just I was like, this is so pointless. And the day that I wanted to give up or the session I actually was going to cancel and I was like, forget this. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to cancel was the day we found was the session that we actually figured out the root of my confidence issues and like I had suffered from so much shame growing up. And so um, it's going to be hard. You need mindset shifts. Like I said in the last podcast, you won't be able to function from a renewed mind if you're not renewed. Um, That is so quotable and I need to make a quote book out of that or make a quote out of that. Okay, girl. Um, like I told you that I also went through different seasons in therapy, which is why I said it was hard. Um, I had to watch my mom get cancer treatments, which was extremely challenging. I remember one session I went to my therapist and she literally looked at me and said, you don't even look like yourself. And I just cried the whole time about my mom being sick. And that was my outlet for that time. I had not really processed my mom being sick really without my therapist I don't think I would have been able to get through that situation um because that was also during the time I had just gotten married I was in the process of just like dealing with the fact that she was sick so you will go through seasons throughout seeing your therapist you'll go through probably different relationships with people throughout the time you might see your therapist it's okay it's okay Um, and like I said, just keep a log of how you feel, journal, all of those things, constantly reflect, constantly reflect. You need, you need to build the skill of self-awareness. That's how you will get to a point to where you'll feel like you're getting through it and it doesn't seem hard. Okay. So I am extremely, extremely tired of talking. (laughs) I recorded two podcasts back to back. Um, And I know this one was a little bit longer, but I really, like I said, wanted to give you all a lot of information. And if you have any questions, please feel free to email me. I'm always, always checking my email. I love hearing from you guys. Um, Definitely share this podcast with other people. If you have found this podcast to be helpful, share, share, share. Get this, get the word out about therapy, especially going into the new year. And, you know, connect with me on social media. My Instagram name is um, Rosalyn Renee, R-O-S-L-Y-N-R-E-N-E. Subscribe to this podcast and rate it. I have seen actually some people rate the podcast, which was very surprising to me because I hadn't asked anyone to rate it and I saw people were rating it. So definitely rate this podcast if you love it. Um, I cannot wait to share with you all again more things. 
you have any questions, just let me know. And I love you, praying for you always, and good luck on your therapy journey. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.